Hey guys, welcome back to the finals footy version of the Super Rugby Preview, which is of course brought to you by our wonderful sponsor Swish, and of course my co-host Surly from Surly Talk Sport. He went live last week on Swish, so no doubt he had a very busy weekend. Mate, you dressed for the occasion, business end of the season, love it. Yeah, look, thought, why not get the suit out? I don't know if you can tell as well, but she's almost blues colours, I'll pay it. So, yeah, look, finals footy, nothing better. How good. Mate, how did your first week on Swish go? Did you get heaps of requests? Uh, yeah, quite the opposite, really. She's been quite tame, but hey, look, it was. I'm quite glad she was a tough weekend for the punting, so I'm glad I wasn't <laughs> yeah. flooded with tips because I would have had a lot of angry responses. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but that's also disappointing. Surly from Surly Talk Sports, only $20 on Swish, so how about I give you an incentive? If you do get a Swish from Surly this week, or myself, we will shout you out in next week's episode. So you'll get a double load of banter, one from the Swish and then one on the episode next week. So this could be money well spent. And of course, if you use the Waterlad code, Waterlad, you could get 10% off. So that takes Surly as cheap as $18, and 70% of that goes to charity. Oh, it's such a good thing. Get amongst it. Get amongst. And I'll leave a link in the description so it's easy as for you guys to go and order. But you already mentioned it, finals footy, Surly. This is the time we've been waiting for all year. You also mentioned another terrible week on the tips. That was the worst yet, hands down. I went, I think I only got one right and it was an easy one. But three out of the four worst teams in the comp, all the teams exiting one. Jura only lost by one. Oh, you would have had to be a strange old punter. Only stats man would have picked some winners in that round. Yeah, look, I think maybe the stats would have even led him astray there. I think great week to be the TAB. They would have made an absolute killing. I thought the multi was going to be an easy one this week, but turned out to be quite the opposite. Certainly didn't see that from the Drua or Moana. But look, two great performances from them, and I was stoked to see the both of them. And then, of course, your beloved Canes, but I'm sure we'll get to that soon. Yeah, it was a good way for those two teams to exit the competition, for sure. But we will go through the games one by one. And first up was the Crusaders versus the Reds, 28-13, 13-plus punters. Breathe a sigh of relief in this one. This was the only one that I got right in the round. So um, thankfully... That late Harry Wilson try didn't eat into the margin too much, but it was a pretty messy game. What did you make of it? Yeah, it was pretty messy. I'd like to shout out to old Ferg Burke for his four from four off the boot. Maybe he was the better power play option, but he helped get that 13 plus over the line. Shit, I was nervous as well. I thought it was gone on leg one. I was telling the wife it was a sure thing, (laughs) starting to imagine ways to spend the money, and it almost dropped at the first leg, but... Yeah, I think the Crusaders probably stronger than the scoreline suggests. I don't think the Reds threw too much at them, but overall, pretty messy game, and at times it was kind of hard to watch. So I think, I don't know if the Crusaders kind of held back because they're taking on that same team again this week. Mm. Some key changes, of course, to be made for this week, but yeah, an interesting game, probably one that the Crusaders will look to move on from and bring a much bigger shift tonight. Both teams struggle to sort of execute, eh, like... Both created a little bit of opportunity, but obviously down there in Christchurch, cold evening, it makes it very dewy ball, it looks still, but no one could really get enough phases going to really build enough pressure on the opposition. Yeah, it was, it was a tough one to watch, and normally the Crusaders, they really thrive in games like that, so probably just a little bit off the pace, but still an important win for them, the 13+, plus. so pretty happy days really. 
Mm. And the second game was the game of the round. How good was this one? The Drua versus the Chiefs, 34-35. It looked game over 35. I think it was about 35-13 or something with about 15 to go. And then the Drua, the crowd got in behind them and, man, they came home hard. Big time. I think if you turned your television sets off with 10 minutes to go, you would have been pretty surprised at the end score. How good was it to see, though, the Drua fans? I think there was a video. There's about 20 blokes in a tree outside the stadium watching the game, which is unreal fizz from them. But, yeah, the Drua, I think that last 10 minutes just kind of summed up what they could be and the potential of this team moving forward. Just so elusive with ball in hand. And once you give them a sniff, they're so hard to stop. But I guess the Chiefs, they got the job done. They got what they needed from it. But I think they would have been pretty relieved to hear that final whistle. 100%. But that crowd is just so cool. There's such good energy. Even when they were down by about 20 points, they were still all buzzing, cheering. It's just looks like one of those occasions you just want to get to. So I uh, might have to chuck that on the What A Lad Tours calendar for next year to try and get a game over the in the drawer. But the, like you say, the drawer only had two games at home this year, both of them very, very competitive. So um, I think if they get a few more games there next year, they're going to be – I think they'll make the eight next year if they keep it at top eight. Yeah, I don't mind that shout. And look, hopefully, like you said, get the feet, get the lads over to a game. What about the yeah. water lad in Fiji? Whole bunch of lads. That would be dangerous stuff. A few blokes might not come back, but it would be a great time. Oh, I'm going to reach out to her bossy and see if we can stay at his house. All oh, the lads, whoa, what a do. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and the next game was Moana versus the Brumbies. Now, this was probably the upset of the year for me. I did not see this coming. I thought the Brumbies, best set piece in the competition against Moana, which was the worst. I thought a complete domination was on the cards. But, man, Moana fronted. And in hindsight, it's the way the Brumbies play sort of played into Moana's hands with the sort of trying to win that forward battle. But um, the Moana forwards love that stuff when they run hard and straight at them. And they love winning those collisions. And they did that in the night and really rattled that Brumbies side for probably the first time this year I've seen them that rattled. Yeah, I think it was a typical performance of where the Brumbies probably played down a level a little and the Moana really rose to the occasion. You mentioned the physicality. Man, did they roll their sleeves up. And I think it was just awesome to see, like, what a note to finish on for the Moana boys. No doubt they were keen to go out on a high. And when they lost Kipu early, I thought... Could have been really rattling for them, but I thought Lelefano's leadership was unreal and just guided the guys around the field. And yeah, just you couldn't help but feel stoked for them watching from your couch. Even if they're not your team, you just love seeing them win. And the passion and the pride they play with is second to none. And no doubt they had a pretty big night on the Sunday, Monday to celebrate that and celebrate a, a pretty good season overall. You know, the depth in their squad isn't quite there to contend yet, but on their day, they can beat anyone. Yeah, for sure. And I think it looks like they've created a really cool culture in such a short time, which is one of the hardest things to do with a new side is create that culture. But they all seem to have bought into that. Um, they've just been let down with discipline and set piece, eh? like going through all the rounds pretty much every week. We've been like a repeated record where we've mentioned the set piece or discipline let them down. So if they can sort out that for next year, um, they're definitely going to be within a chance of making the eight and maybe even pushing a bit further. But you also mentioned Lelafano, who I also thought was super impressive in this game, showed his experience, showed some really nice touches. He was voted Lad of the Week. But for some reason, we only got one vote in for Lad of the Week this week, so it was as dry as Surly's Swish account. Um, 
But he got he he did get the vote, so he gets the three points, maybe the two points and one and the one point. So shout out to Christian Lelafano. Well played. He didn't vote for himself, did he? <laughs> oh, someone had an opportunity, didn't they? They someone could have voted for themselves and got some points. And it is tied up the top of the leaderboard too. So Marty Blades. <laughs> yeah. Surprised Banksy didn't get involved. But the next game was Tars versus the Blues. Now, I initially thought the Blues, then I saw the lineups, and then I completely switched to the Tars, and I thought this was the Tars to lose. And um, you always talk about the Auckland Blues will not lose. So, mate, your quote is staying real strong this year. Yeah, look, it's it's one of a few quotes that's held up. Of course, the other team base from Auckland that I back hasn't quite gone my way, but happy to ride the Blues wagon for sure. And yeah, I think the lads just dug deep for that one, and I think it just kind of shows what like a winning environment does for teams. You know, a lot of young lads coming into the mix, but 13 in a row now, and it just seems like whoever they bring into this side, they're all just full of confidence, and they've got that winning way about them. So yeah, pretty huge win. I think back-to-back weeks winning by a drop goal, so hasn't been easy for them. But again, probably just shows that shift in culture that we keep hearing the Blues players talk about as well. Seems like they've got the off stuff right and now the on-field's just taking care of itself yeah that was a very clutch droppy too by the way from Zan Sullivan huge play from him and what Liam McDonald has done with the Blues has been massive so obviously took a couple of years for him to really get a stamp on this team but um, what you can see from the results this year is he's done an outstanding job with that squad and like they deserve to be favourites going forward into these playoff games what do you make of that loss for the Tars huge loss for them I think going forward Yeah, I think it was an interesting one because, like you mentioned, they went in as pretty clear favourites, and I think everyone thought they were going to get that win, and it's gonna it could prove really costly for them. I do think they'll probably look back on that one once their season's over and and be a bit chip on the shoulder about that loss. But like, I was stoked to see the Blues come away with the points. That's for sure. And the next game was the Force versus the Canes, twenty seven twenty two. This was a tough watch for me. It was good to see Colsey straight back into his niggle as predicted. Oh, he was firing the boys up, but um, really disappointing result for the Canes. I know they were resting a few, had the tough travel, had a bit of sickness around the camp, but um, I think they'll be really disappointed with that loss. What do you make of this one? Yeah, I was thinking about you, mate. I thought this one might have ruined your weekend a bit, but <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an interesting game. I think the force kind of... Stayed in the fight really well. We always mention how they never give up, and they certainly had plenty to play for, and they put in a decent shift. I just I was surprised with the Hurricanes' set piece, which normally isn't that much of an area of concern for them, but I thought they really got dominated at times at scrum time, lost a few of their own lineouts, and then the forces rolling more seemed to be a huge weapon for them. So a couple worrying signs for the Canes, but as you mentioned, not at full strength, had few health issues and things like that. So hopefully they'll just flush that one and get up for a massive game this weekend. But yeah, another multi-killer, that's for sure. <laughs> but and on the flip side of that, it was an awesome way to see what a lad legend, Jeremy Thrush, go out in style. And the same with Richard Kahui, the man you mentioned as the best-looking player in the planet. A couple of legends of the game, so it was an awesome way for those guys to finish up their career. Yeah, absolutely. Two absolute roos who have done a lot for New Zealand rugby, now applying their trade overseas, but two of the best, so a great dub for them. And the last game of the round now, after that forced result, this game became very interesting, and the Rebels versus the Landers, 31-30 to the Rebels. 
Oh, what a finish to this game it was. What a crazy game it was. What did you make of it? Yeah, this game was all over the show and a real roller coaster. I would have hated to be a Landers fan because for the full 80 minutes, you're probably on the edge of your seat. And then at the end of the game, you gutted, you lost, but you're stoked you made it through. It was all a bit bizarre, really. But yeah, in the end, I guess you could say they got the job done as much as they needed to. Um, I thought Fakatava was unreal off the bench again. The spark he provides is second to none. And Mikhaili Tu'u, we mention him most weeks as well, but he's a real force for them in that four pack but yeah an interesting game I thought the Rebels certainly came to play especially in the second half but again I think the Landers should have won this game yeah and it was interesting at the end of the game it looked like Matt Tamur wanted to go for the try to try and knock the Landers out to help the force guys out but I think the call might have came from up top to just get the win and uh, kick it out what would you have done yeah, it's hard. You know, the Rebels lads, they were just keen to get the end of season function underway as soon as possible. The Force, they were probably furious <laughs> at their fellow countrymen for just kicking it out. I don't know. I guess you got to roll the dice. Like, what's the difference to them? They, they were never in playoff hunt whether they won the game or not, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's always good to finish on a win. Makes those bears taste a whole lot better. Yeah, definitely. And the power play in that game was Marty Banks to kick 100%. Had the toughest kick in the game from the sideline first up. Absolutely slotted it. And then one on the 15, which he's he's since blamed the bus being late to the game to which where he didn't get to kick from that spot before the game, but it banged off the post and punters were gone. But three from four, he did give it a good nudge. So I still think that 650 was pretty good value for that. Yeah, I've blamed some things in my time for a misnudge. Never a late bus, so I'll try to keep that one up the sleeve. That's a good little play there from Marty. <laughs> and the other power play that kept me really interested in the game was obviously that Brumbies-Moana game. If you back the... Brumbies, you would have been absolutely spewing in the head-to-head market, but probably the best value for a punt on the Brumbies was this ten dollars for their th- for hookers to score three tries in the game. The starting hooker obviously got one on the twenty-minute mark. The reserve hooker got one on the sixty-minute mark, and then even with the game all over, they get a chance in the eighty-first minute, five-meter lineout. I thought they would have definitely scored, but somehow the worst rolling mall defense stood up and stop the best mall in the comp from going over. I was absolutely filthy. Yeah, look, it's not often I really get behind a bloke wearing 16 to score a meat pie, but shit, I was riding him home from the couch. In the end, though, that Moana mana, they stood up late in the piece and shut it down. But yeah, I was on that one with you as well. So sad to see it go, but a great option. Definitely made the game that even more entertaining. Yeah, well, that's what it's all about. Hopefully no one betted too much and always gamble responsibly. But... Looking forward to this week, finals footy. We've sort of picked this, I think we pretty much picked this eight from the start. A little bit different order to potentially what we expected, but um, we're here now, finals footy. We will make our predictions, starting with the first game of the round. Crusaders versus the Reds. Same replay of last week, same location, same time, same day. Um, Same result. Yeah, I think so. Look, the Crusaders, they get a couple back. Key players as well, the Reds, they also get a couple back, but not quite to the same quality. You know, Moanga, Cody Taylor, Jack Goodhue, and this Crusaders side, 1-23, to is absolutely stacked. So it's hard to see them lose this one at home. I just don't think the Reds are going to have enough on attack to throw at them to really trouble them. So, I'll, yeah, I'll be going Crusaders 13-plus again. Yeah, mate, it's hard to argue with that. They do have such a stacked side. 
Um, the only thing you could do in this game to get a little bit more value, I think, would be to go the Crusaders 1-12 to 12 with this money back special. So that if it does blow out, um, you still get your money back. But if it does stay tight, the wet, dewy conditions down there, no team really cares how much they win by in um, finals footy as long as you get the result. I think that $3 could be a sniff, knowing that you'll get your money back if they blow out. But I'm with you. I can't see these Reds uh, beating them, but... Um, we've ridden off the Aussies before and they've stood up. And a couple of guys who impressed me last week was Vunivalu uh, on the wing and Harry Wilson. Man, he gets through a lot of work. Carries the ball so many times for them. Yeah, big big fan of Harry. Heard he's a great bloke off the field as well and, and loves a few tins after a game. So seems like a heck of a player and I can't wait to see him in that gold jersey later on in the year because he's been a real standout for the Reds all season. And the player you highlighted? I've gone with Goodhue, back in the 13 jersey as mentioned and up against Jordan Pattaya who I thought was actually pretty quiet last yeah. week. Didn't get a lot of ball so hopefully he gets a bit more pill this week because this could be an exciting matchup and one that we might see later on and on the international season as well so good hue for a big shift this week for me yeah it was interesting I think Pattaya probably touched the ball twice in that game he was in my fantasy rugby side he got me zero points so it was a frustrating watch watching him try and get involved in that game and potentially we'll get to that at the end but he may have cost me the whole whole season to be fair but uh, I've let that one slide okay the next game Saturday Saturday afternoon how good a Saturday afternoon going to be for a footy watcher Parked up on the couch. First game at 4.35. It'll take you all the way through till midnight just watching finals intensity footy. It's going to be good stuff. But Chiefs versus the Waratahs. Both teams will be coming off pretty disappointing performances, I think. Um, Chiefs at home. What do you make of this one? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a hard one. You really, your gut says Chiefs at home, but then again, we've written off the Tars so many times this year and it's come back to bite us. I think they're probably the one Aussie side that's come over here along with the Brumbies, got a couple wins and, and they don't quite have that same intimidation factor about them for travelling over to New Zealand, but I still think the Chiefs will be too strong. I, haven't, I think the last few weeks they kind of haven't put their best displays out on the park, so hopefully this week it all clicks for them. No Sam Kane which will be a loss for the leadership but I still think they'll be too good probably in that 1-12 to region but hopefully it's a little more and we see some vintage Chiefs razzle Yeah that would be good stuff but I agree I like that $2.45 for the Chiefs unders, I think the Waratahs are a good side and with their improved set piece I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on, the player I've highlighted is Angus Tavau who obviously scored an outstanding try on the weekend with his line break goose step Bunt, score the try. Absolute lad he is. But where he's going to be really important this week is at scrum time to make sure the Chiefs get that platform that they need to win this game. Who have you gone? I went with Big Peter Gus, you know. I, I shout him out most weeks, but I think the Tars, their forward pack is a real strength of theirs, and that loose forward trio, they've got some great names there. So this is a big task for him, and hopefully we can see some a vintage performance from the big fella. Mm, I do like that one, and straight coming back from Fiji, I think he's going to be fresh, ready to rip into it. And potentially, like he is still equal leader with the lad of the week, so it's his to win, I think. Yeah, he'll be aware of that too. No doubt that's an honour. He really wants to lock up a nice little trophy to put in his cabinet. So a big shift from him and he'll wrap up later of the year. That, what a performance that would be. Oh, it would be a huge season. And I think from word it guarantees you an all-black spot too, whoever wins the <laughs> of the week. So 
Um, John Plumtree has promised me that. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing who does get named. Start voting for yourself, guys. Hopefully we get more than one vote for the lad of the week this week. Get a little bit of momentum going. But the next game is the Blues versus the Highlanders. This could be the game of the round. The Highlanders have absolutely limped into these final series. Only four wins, coming off another poor loss in the weekend. Blues have steamed rolled in. They are looking red hot. Auckland are right behind them. There's a lot of Blues fans out there at the moment. Haven't seen so many for a very long time. Including yourself, but oh. <laughs> what are you picking here? Hey, none of that, mate. I've been blue since day one. Don't you start with me. But, yeah, look, finals footy at Eden Park. Doesn't get much better. Been pretty miserable weather up here the past two weeks, but I think the rugby gods will clear the skies and hopefully we can have a great game of footy. I think the more up-tempo, the better for the Blues. I think the Landers backs against their wall, and that's when they're most dangerous. But I think they'll look to bring that physicality and grit to the game. But hopefully the Blues just have too much 1-23 to in their squad, and they can open it up a bit more. And the likes of Christie and Bowden Barrett can play that vintage footy. And uh, hopefully they can run up a bit of a score. I've gone one to twelve, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is on the lower end of that thirteen plus margin as well. I'm surprised to see you go one to twelve. I thought you would have been predicting a blowout in this one. When you look at the two teams on paper, Blues are such a stacked team. Um, there's not too many from that Highlanders team you'd take, but um, the return of Rico Ioane, obviously a big plus for them. He's been one of the form players in this competition. Really cemented himself as the All Black 13. I don't think anyone's challenging him for that. So massive matchup for him in this one. Up against probably the Highlanders' best player, Thomas Umanga Jensen, who's been consistently good for them. So that's going to be a really good matchup for me. And also the return of Shannon Frizzell. Coming off the bench, he's going to bring a heap of spark off that bench. And when you add in like the likes of Fakatava coming on at that 20 to 30 minutes to go mark, Frizzell, Max Hicks, you've got a lot of impact off the bench there. So um, if the Highlanders can keep it close, kick long with their Marty Banks boot, back their D, keep it tight to within about 20 to go. They might be in with a sniff here, but um, we've seen it so many times already, Bodie's calming influence. I think the Blues will still get the job done, but I don't mind that $3 for the Blues under 12, and if it does blow out, you get your money back. And the player you highlighted? Yeah, I've gone with our Rico centre partner, RTS. I think this is his first taste of finals footy, probably the biggest game of his rugby career so far. And I've just been so impressed with him this season. Hasn't quite scored a try, but he's done everything else since. And I think I saw it in my dreams the other night. He's going to score the try that wins the final in a couple wow. weeks' time. So not quite this week for Rodge. But I think another game where he'll do everything but, and just his X factor and the go forward he brings to this Blues team is huge. So big shift from Roger at Eden Park. Jeez, your dreams are never wrong either. So looking forward to seeing that one come true. But are you going along to the game? Are you going to go watch Roger in the flesh? Yeah, of course. Can't pass up an opportunity to see one of the greats and probably one of the best Blues sides we've had in a long time. And look... A lot of people have been asking, when's Sealy going to deliver something else for the Waterlad listeners? So I've cooked something up with the Blues here, and we've got a little two-for-one ticket promo for oh, you. So some great value there. Unreal stuff. So if you type in the code 
241 numbers and then all capitals promo you get cheeky little buy one get one free so 241 promo at Ticketmaster and you can take your mate along for nothing he can shout your beers don't tell him you use the code stitch him up and make the most of it oh surely geez about time you delivered how good's that finals footy Two for one ticket price. Are they expecting a big crowd? It's got to be pumping, doesn't it? Yeah, you'd hope so. You know, it's been a little while since the Blues have been as strong as they are this year. Obviously won the Trans-Tasman competition last year, but I definitely think this is the best team we've seen in a long time. And there seems to be a lot of hype around them at the moment. So you'd like to think that the Blues faithful will get out in some big numbers and maybe some new fans as well. The more the merrier. And do you think you'll be able to keep this code for the rest of the season? I wouldn't mind um, booking some tickets for the final, potentially. Yeah, well, obviously the people at Blues HQ, they've heard us <laughs> singing the praises. So look, nothing's out of the question when it comes to the old water lad audience. So I'll see what I can do, mate. But I'm sure for you, they'd be more than happy to roll out the red carpet. Oh, absolute lad. And the last game of the round, probably the toughest one, Brumbies versus the Canes. I'm going to start with you here. What are you going yeah, look, I can't wait for this game. It should be a beauty. Geordie back at 12, so another little change in that Canes back line, but I do think it is probably their strongest lineup. Two great teams going at it. Could go right down to the wire, but look, you've been preaching the Canes gospel to me all year, and now they've got a little soft spot in my heart. I hate to admit it, but you've converted me slightly, so I think I'm going to go with the Canes. I think, you know, one to seven, or it could be another game where it goes right down to the wire and we see a late little lead change in the last five minutes. But I'm going to go with the men from the capital. Why not? Oh, mate, I hope you're right. I do, when I saw this fixture, I think this was probably the worst team I'd like the Canes up against. I feel like I'd rather the Canes be playing the Chiefs, Crusaders, or even the Blues than the Brumbies. I just don't think these teams match up that well. Um, just the way the Brumbies like to play with their very forward-orientated game, set-piece pressure, kicking game, especially in the cold over there in Canberra. I think it's going to be an extremely tough night for the Canes. But in saying that, I did mention last week, this is going to be the first time that they've got all their guns on the field. They've got Coles, TJ, Geordie, Artie, all leading this troop. I think they've got enough in this team to get the job done. I think it's going to be extremely close. Um, they've obviously picked their biggest pack. They've got Walker Lewedi in there. Um, Owen Franks is starting, so they're really trying to match them at set piece time. And then the difference that it might be is when they explode this bench on. The Braden Yossi who's back, who looked extremely dangerous last week. The speed he brings. You've got Jamie Booth, Ruben Love, Wes Hooson, all coming off the bench at the same time to just really spark this team home. And as you can hear, I'm excited about this game and I think they're going to get it done. And then what a game next weekend. Blues versus the Canes up at Eden Park. Oh, I hope that one happens. Yeah, sure. You'd have to come up for that one for sure. But I tell you what, if the coaching staff don't have you on the projector pre-game firing up the boys, then they've really <laughs> lost touch because that just had me fired up and I'm not even a part of the Canes faithful. So, yeah, hopefully they can get the win. I'd love to see all New Zealand semi-finals, And, of course, the Canes, the only team to beat the Blues this year. So I'd love to see the boys from Auckland get the win over from them in the semi. But... We'll talk about that later on. Oh, yeah. And TJ, we have to mention the fact TJ is playing one, his 150th game. Huge achievement. So many games and the level he's played 
his rugby, his 150 games has been world class and he's a massive part of that team. So I'm sure the boys will be fired up to get the job done for him. Who did you highlight in this one? Yeah, you mentioned the Brumbies pack, so I had to go with the star from the Canes pack, Adi Savera. I think if they are to get the W, it'll be behind another massive performance from their skipper. He's probably the best player on the park, in my opinion, so hopefully another vintage shift from Adi, and he can get the dub for for the Canes. Yeah, great shout. So consistent every week, eh? Even off the bench last week, what he brought was massive to that Canes side. So, um, yeah, looking forward to a big 80 from him. But the power plays, in terms of power plays, I've sent a special one this week, the Banks brothers versus the Barrett brothers. So we've got Marty and Tom Banks from the Brumbies. They're obviously not brothers, but they've got the same last name. Will they score more points than Bodie and Geordie? When you say it like that, it just you just think the Barrett brothers are going to do it because obviously Bowden and Geordie, but Bodie won't be kicking, Geordie will, but Banks, he will be kicking. Tom obviously won't, but um, you've got a 10 and a fullback. So I think it might be a bit closer than some people will think. What do you, what would you go there? Would you go the Banksies or the Barretts? Yeah, it is tough because like you mentioned at first thought, you think the Barretts all day, but then, of course, the Banks is one of the great brother duos and they've kind of been <laughs> underestimated their whole life, the, those two siblings. So, um, yeah, it definitely makes it more interesting as well with Bodie, not with the T. So it could go down to the wire. I'd probably stick with the Barretts, but could be closer than a lot of people expect, and there could be some good odds there for the Banks brothers. Yeah, we'll see what the bookies send back, but yeah, I'm expecting relatively juicy odds for the Bankses, and I might be taking a wee sniff on that. I think the Highlanders will probably be happy to go up in threes, and um, Banksy will be kicking his goals from everywhere like he usually does, as long as that bus is on time, which I'm sure the bus driver would have sorted out for this week. I don't know. Auckland traffic, mate. She's hard to predict. <laughs> That's true, that's true. We'll have to get on to them early. But finally, my fantasy rugby team. Oh, absolute heartbreak. I did end up finishing second. I got a massive score, though, 480 points last week. Must have been one of the biggest scores of the round, but it wasn't enough to catch the great Ben, which I found out wasn't you, Surly. It's the guy who runs the Forgotten Battlers Facebook page. So if you haven't seen that, go check that out. Oh. But he was the winner of the Waterlad Fantasy Rugby Comp did a great job. And also, everyone who was in the group did a good job because the Waterlad group came sixth overall on total points. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but they did send me an email to say that I'd won $50. Um, I just have to send them my bank account details to claim the prize, which I've since been sitting on because I'm unsure if it's a scam or not. If someone could let me know that, whether that's a scam... Um, or if someone wants to claim my $50, um, reach out and feel free to claim that and we can um, enjoy it for maybe a two-for-one ticket at Eden Park. It sounds like one of those scams that you get in your emails that your Nigerian cousin just passed away and and left you $14 million, mate. But, hey, if it is true, then definitely see you at the Garden of Eden next weekend. Oh, that's it. $50 would be the best money spent. Oh, and to finish up, mate, who's going to be the lad of the week this week? Finals footy. This is when the big dogs always step up. I think I've I've gone with Richie Moanga this week. I just expect a huge shift from him. Back from injury, of course, plenty of news around his signatures lately. Re-signed with New Zealand Rugby, already eyeing up a cheeky little stint in Japan. So no doubt he'll be looking for a big statement performance. And I think that the Crusaders could put some points on him. And people always like the look of those big scores. Yeah, I think you might be right there. 
Um, he is a lad, and he is going to step up, no doubt. But I'm going to go for the other one. The man you said who's the best player in the comp, Artie Savier. I think he's. if the Canes are going to win this game, he is going to be a massive part of it. And I think people realise that, and a big performance from him might get the one vote that's needed to win this <laughs> lad of the week. Fuck. Oh, good. But anyway, mate, appreciate you coming on and giving your insight as always. So good to see you dressed up for the business end of the season. Thanks for the promo, and um, hopefully I can get up there next week to um, use this two-for-one ticket. What a deal. Shit, could be one of the great nights, mate. (laughs) And don't forget, the offer, guys, if you get a swish from myself or Surly, um, you'll get a shout-out in next week's semi-final preview, which will be one of the greats. So go get amongst that uh, and enjoy the round of footy.